Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is our presenting sponsor, and we are very grateful for Joe Turner, Kelly Polonis, all of the teammates over at Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience with nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs, and mobile and online banking services. You're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com. Member FDIC. Other sponsors that we're grateful for and hand-picked include Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford and Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, and Greg and Melinda Burnett and Springfield Yard Cards. And we'll talk about them throughout the show. So we've got a great show tonight, and I'm very excited about my guests that are in the studio. But first, let's recap a little bit about last week. Last week, uh, we covered the United States Handball Tournament um, Collegiate Tournament Championship, and that was fantastic. We spoke with President Dennis Hogan. And he was talking to us about his vision for the game of handball and how that's going to grow. And we also had Angelo State University coach Spider Simpson on. What a character. And he gave a tremendous interview. We got to talk to him for two hours. Both of those gentlemen did a great job. Um, And then we had our inspiring movie coaches speeches. It kind of helped set the promo for this upcoming two weekends for uh, the championships. And so if you want to listen to that show, you can. You can go to a website at coachesperspective.com or you can listen to it on Apple iTunes. You can listen to it on Spotify, Verbal, or we're now on Helium Satellite Radio. So all of those are under a coach's perspective. All right. So I, you know, I just kind of teased this. We've got some champions. We're going to crown some champions. And I'm very excited about this. I always like to try to preview the Missouri State High School Activities Association has their show me showdown. So we'll have class one, two, and three this weekend. And then we will have class four, five, and six next weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about this weekend coming up. And I'm very excited to have in the studio the executive director for the Missouri State High School Activities Association, Dr. Kerwin Erhan. Thanks, Jane. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you again. Well, I'm glad to have you. This has been quite a routine for us the last few years. And so um, you you are retiring. That um, that has, That is well known, and I want to congratulate you on that. Um, we will definitely miss you in this organization. You've definitely left your mark, and you've had your impact. And I appreciate everything that you have done to give those opportunities to coaches and officials and athletes all across the state of Missouri. And um, I think it's a well-deserved retirement, but you will be missed. I appreciate that. Uh, it's, it is difficult. It's whenever uh, you, you put yourself into to your entire career for 31 years, it's not easy to walk away, but uh, it's time. And uh, Jen Ruckstadt, Dr. Ruckstadt will be the next executive director. She'll do a fantastic job. And, and uh, you know, I got new folks with Doug in the office and Marty in the office. And so it'll be fine. They'll, they'll continue on and, and they'll always have the approach that we want to do what's best for all kids. So it'll be good. Well, you say it's going to be difficult to walk away. Which pair of tennis shoes are you going to wear when you walk away? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we anybody knows Dr. Erhan, he is the fashion statement with his suits and tennis shoes. Yeah, I actually uh, have discovered on cloud tennis shoes, and so they're pretty much my favorite now. There so, we go. Uh, I've got several pair, and I'll have one of those pair on when I walk away. Very good, very good. And and just a little bit of a teaser, do you know what you're going to do with your next chapter? Uh, not anything determined at this point in time. Um, no hard rock music band or anything? No, like that? I know how you love your rock music. I cannot carry a tune or play an <laughs> instrument, unfortunately, but I do love rock and roll. So, yeah. 
just you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to keep an open mind and see what comes my way. Well, I venture to say you will probably have opportunities come your way. So I wish you the best of luck as you kind of navigate that. And again, thank you for what you do for our association. I appreciate that. And we also have, as you um, said earlier, uh, Assistant Executive Director Doug Fessler. And I'm so glad um, to have you um, here in the studio. This is your first time. Kevin Gardner is usually sitting in your chair. And uh, we're happy to have you here. And um, welcome to your first year. Uh, are you are you in therapy yet? <laughs> no, no, everything's going great. Uh, thanks for having me. No, this it's uh, it's truly an honor to be a part mm-hmm. of the staff and and the association and and uh, something I've wanted for a long time. And I'm excited to to have some basketball this weekend. Right. Well, and I know a lot of coaches across the state were you know were happy to see you in that position because you're a, you're a former coach. Um, you coached one of my former players who had nothing but glowing things <laughs> to say about you as a coach and. Um, always appreciated not just your intelligence in the game, but the way you treated your players. And um, and I think that's something that um, is very comforting for coaches across the state to be able to have that mentality in your position. And so um, I, I wish you well. I, you. I mean, this is this is a big deal. And I know that this first year you've already hit the ground running and done some wonderful things. We did we had uh, we had a great softball championship down here and and uh, made it through some wonderful weather. Got through it. Right. Uh, first two days of rain <laughs> on my first championship ever, but we got through it with, with everybody's help. And, and uh, hey, we have some more weather, I think, coming in for this one. So, oh, you know, yes. maybe it's just me. That's know. right. Right. <laughs> we'll get through it, though. We're looking we will. We will. And I think um, you all get through it because you have a tremendous team. And that's what's impressive. Uh, impressive. I will take just a quick moment because I want to give a shout out to your communications director, Jason West, um, aka your agent that got you to this yeah. show. But he, yeah. he has he does so many things, and I know he has his own team that help him. Um, but you got to have a leader when you're on teams, and I, I want to give a shout out to Jason West because I think he does such a tremendous job maintaining the website, the communications. All uh, there's, it's impossible to list everything he does, um, but I do appreciate what he does as well. There are many things we've tried to do as far as with the, uh, even like the social media, we've tried to have a bigger presence on social media just because that's where people get their information at. Right. And uh, Jason and Jennifer in our office and Scott now that since he's in our office, you know, and Reagan, they've all jumped in and helped with that. We actually have a team of, of our, on our staff that their social, their, their committee is a social, uh, social media committee and uh craig long made the, the mistake one day of telling me well we need to be doing this with our social media and i said good you're the chair of the committee so, <laughs> but uh <laughs> but they've really done a con made a conscientious effort to get out there in social media and you know it's always you never know kind of how that's going to go but it's important for us to be able to get the information out about our kids and our games and our teams and and we have found that that's a very valuable tool to get that information out and jason's very much part of that well then it's not just information there are times where you'll see a motivating story or an inspiring quote um that you know so there's it's 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 a nice social media account because you aren't just spreading that the details or the facts i mean there's actually um some some other substance as well right. that's kind of nice i like that Let, let's talk about a former teammate of yours dr erhan can we talk about becky oaks for a quick moment be happy to <laughs> Be happy to. Uh, we have, you know, we have found out some wonderful information about her and well-deserved. Would you like to say what is going to happen to, sure. to Becky Oaks this spring? Uh, this spring, or actually this summer, Becky will be inducted into the National Federation of State High School Activity Association's Hall of Fame. Uh, very deserving. Uh, when you look at Becky's credentials throughout the country, she is one of the top female leaders 
in the country and has been for many, many years. Uh, she actually served as the first female president of the Federation Board of Directors. And, you know, she's always, but she's always been involved. She's always given back. When she left the office and ever I followed her, she went to the Federation and worked at the Federation for over a decade and took care of volleyball and track and field and gymnastics and, and swimming and diving. And she's always been involved trying to give opportunities to kids. And when we start looking at the background information on Becky to, to nominate her, we start looking at the categories they have there in the Hall of Fame. They've got athletes, they've got coaches, they've got officials, they got administrators. Becky has worn all four of those hats. And and she was a top level official before she came up to the office when she started working for Misha as an as an assistant executive director. Uh, she stopped officiating, but she had she had made her mark even before that. She actually officiated some with Jody Adams <laughs> here whenever they were doing volleyball. And then you and then you've got, you know, her her resume as being a very good track and field coach when she was at Waynesville. She was a great athlete there at Rolla. And so it's just, it, it made sense. Uh, we probably should have done it a decade ago, and I told her that today. I apologize for taking so long. But it couldn't be a better year for it because celebrating the 50th anniversary of Title IX, it's only appropriate that Becky be recognized and go into the Hall of Fame on this year because for the past 50 years, she has been involved with high school sports and activities and giving kids opportunities, especially young ladies. So. She's so motivating. Um, she she has her hand in so many things. Plus, now she can add broadcaster to that. Sure. I mean, she hosts, you know, co-hosts the the Talking Women Sports Show on this station, and she also is one of my mentors in a leadership program called Champs. And I'm telling you, I soak things in from her constantly. Um, and she's such a wonderful leader. And so, uh, this is definitely well deserved for her. So you you'd mentioned the the Title Nine uh, 50 year anniversary. Uh, Misha's getting ready to to celebrate that in a unique way. Tell us a little bit about that. We are going to basically do a, a broadcast that'll be free for anybody to watch on Misha.tv, where you're actually going to moderate for <laughs> yeah, us. We okay. appreciate you doing that. Thanks. But you're going to have a panel of of folks who have been involved from the beginning even up till to now. Um, Jody Adams will be on that panel. As people in this area know Jody, and and I think the world of Jody is along with Becky. We also are going to have uh, the next executive director and Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad and then Trisha Marsh, who who coached in Southwest Missouri for 20 years and has touched a lot of a lot of females' lives and give them opportunities. We're also working on some some like cut-ins for some folks. Uh, I know that the name that they've told me in the office, you know, people like Sophie Cunningham, uh, Natifa, and, and and just trying to get some even some of the young ones that may take it for granted that they had the opportunity because they didn't have to deal with all those things. Right. And to be honest, that's a good thing. That's <laughs> yeah, not a bad yes. thing. Yes. So. And so celebrating that past and reminding them of that, I think, is really important. And that's going to that's gonna be a lot of fun to be able to do that. And we're going to have a nice positive celebration. And um, I think it'll be educational as well to a lot of the listeners. And hopefully uh, several of the high schools around here will stream it in and colleges and be able to soak some of that information in. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk about the championships. We're going to take a quick break. Um, and when we come back, we're going to talk class one, class two, class three. We're going to talk about who's here for the final four and who's going to be battling it out to put that trophy over their head. We want to thank Great Southern Bank for being our presenting sponsor. We'll be right back here with Dr. Kerwin Erhan and Doug Fessler. 
Welcome back to A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and I have Kerwin Erhan and Doug Fessler here from the Missouri State High School Activities Association, and we are covering the Show Me Showdowns. All right, we have Class 1, 2, and 3 coming up this weekend. They will be played on the campus of Missouri State University at JQH Arena and Hammond Student Center. And then next weekend, we'll have Class 4, 5, and 6. All right, so um, Coach Fessler, that's that's how I know you, so I it's Coach Fessler. <laughs> uh, but I, let's talk a little bit um, about Class 1. All right, we'll, we'll start with the girls, Class 1 girls. Um, we First, we have Delta taking on Walnut Grove, and then we have Leeton taking on South Nottaway slash Jefferson Conception. So Class 1 girls, any expectations over on that bracket? Well, we know Walnut Grove's been there before many, many, many times. Good good coach team, uh, Delta. Over in Dr. Erhan's area, area of, the, of the state, southeast Missouri, um, I know they have a very strong team as well. Um, so I think that'll be a heck of a semifinal game. Um, Leeton, they're, they're, they have a good girls program right now. Their softball team was at the Final Four. Um, I have a, um, one of my former players is actually the AD there now. And South Nodway is kind of the, the ghost that I don't know much about. You know, So uh, I'm looking forward to, to two pretty good solid uh, semifinal games, though. Well, I'll 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 chip in on the on the on the South Nottaway Jefferson Conception Junction. Uh, Jefferson has won many many state titles in both boys and girls, so they're a perennial uh, Final Four team, kind of like Walnut Grove, and uh, they've had a co-op the last few years simply because their numbers in both schools are going down and stuff. But uh, they've got a great tradition there and 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 great great coaching uh, that they get there. Yes, Tyler Peterson is, he does a really nice job with them and, and they're coming in 27 and 1. Um, and I think, uh, Leeton's coming in 24 and 2, Walnut Grove 23 and 7. But don't let that deceive you. Walnut Grove plays, um, they play a class 3, class 4. They've had a couple of class yeah. 5 on their schedule. They play a tough schedule. Um, Delta comes in at 27 and 1, coached by Chris Nichols. And, um, we were talking about Rory Henry with Walnut Grove and I'll, I'll share just a quick snapshot of the story we were talking about off air um as as one of the broadcasters this weekend i like to go to practices and i like to talk with the players and the coaches and last year i went to walnut groves practice and i asked one of the players i said what what is it about being this team that's going to the final four what's special about it and she said well did you look at our city limit sign and the state championships listed and i said yes she said we don't want our year to not be up there and that always stuck with me because i do think tradition is really important and um, it makes a, a a lot. That's what I love about these final fours, especially the class one, two, and three, mm-hmm. is that the whole town's going to be here. Yeah. Such the, a community. Towns get behind them. And it's such an exciting environment, you know, mm-hmm. and, and and it makes for some great games. And the kids love it. I mean, that that's what they're, they're they thrive off that. Definitely. All right, let's look at um, class one boys and class one boys. Uh, we've got South Iron and Saint Elizabeth in a semifinal, and then we have. Um, Wellsville, Middleton, Middletown, excuse me, and Stanberry. Oh, Stanberry, the old Mark Fisher stomping grounds <laughs> there. <laughs> that is, that is. And so that that's going to be a nice Final Four as well. Some very talented teams and some great coaches involved there. Yeah, well, uh, you know, looking at that, the first matchup, of course, you have South Iron, who's last year's champion, um, and and Coach Dusty Dinkins, and, and he was actually Coach of the Year, and I got to present that to him and and travel to South Iron. Uh, one of my first things I did. Uh, in my position, and, and I know they have a strong team. Play a, a St. Elizabeth team that maybe a little bit of a Cinderella story, but you know they play a lot of big schools in the Mid Missouri area. Um, so I, I I can't tell you where it's going to end up. You know, with with that one, uh, the Stan the Stanberry and and um, 
Wellsville. Wellsville, this is talked talking with their AD on Sunday in her call-ins. I believe she said it was uh it's been 30 to 35 years since they've been there. So the town, it, I you know, they're North Missouri uh, by Mexico and and with the weather coming out, I talked to her and I said well, make sure you're you're allowing yourself plenty of time. She goes, "Oh, don't worry, the town will be there." And so uh, <laughs> nothing is stopping. That's, them. <laughs> that's right. We're looking forward to, to that. And then, of course, you got Stanbridge. Stanbridge's got a great tradition and been there many times. So, hey, another another great four teams down there. Right. That sounds wonderful. All right. So let's look at Class Two. Class Two girls. Uh, we have Ellington coming in and Saint Paul Lutheran, and then we have Blue Eye and Wellington Napoleon on the other side. Um, Blue Eye back this year into the Final Four for Coach um, Ken Elfrank, and his uh, his group has really had a strong year. They're twenty six and five, and again they play a strong schedule. Um, Andy Hampton out of Wellington, Napoleon um, has done a nice job with them as well. Coach David Burroughs is the Ellington coach, and um, they're twenty four and four coming in, and twenty three and five for Erica Gram- Grammys um, St. Paul Lutheran, and that's their first trip. Yeah, so St. Paul's coming out of Concordia, and, and they were super excited and kind of during the headlights when we talked to them on Sunday, and and that was special, you know. And I, it was kind of funny because I just talked to Ellington, who was there last year and won it, and and I got to watch uh, uh, his team. They actually played South Iron the night I went down there, and and what a strong team and a great game between between those two schools. Um, but that's the thing when when you get a team that's been there for the very first time. You know, no telling what to expect. Those those girls are going to be so excited. So um, I look for that to be a great game. And, and Blue Eye, Wellington, Napoleon, two great, uh, two great records. You know, two different parts of the state. Who knows? Well, and and the thing that Napoleon and, and um, Blue Eye, they're both very fundamental. They both rely on their basic fundamentals. They're both very disciplined, and I, I love seeing that um, at this class too. All right, how about the boys? How about the boys? We've got Bernie. Taking on Putnam County, we have Norwood taking on Bishop LeBlanc. What do you expect out of that Final Four? Well, uh, I got to, I actually got to see uh, Bishop LeBlanc a couple weeks ago. Um, they traveled to Columbia, and uh, great team, great shooters. Um, but I know they're going to face a Norwood team, too, that's, uh, that's pretty stacked. And I, I believe, if I remember right, that they have quite a few seniors on that team. It's kind of an experienced team. Um, and, and I think they've lost one game all year, maybe. Um, other side of the bracket with Bernie. I know that's from down in Dr. Erhan's area again. You know, I, I am, <laughs> I, Bernie, what I remember from them, my days as assistant at Harrisburg, we were, we, we beat them and, and, uh, sent us to the championship that year. Um, back in, I remember what it was now, 20, 20, uh, 12 or something like that. I don't quite remember. Uh, and Putnam County's from up our neck of the woods. They, they may have the furthest trip from, from Northern Missouri. Yeah. So. You sometimes uh, forget the year, but you never forget the opponent. No. <laughs> That's, right. That's great. That's right. That is great. Um, and Bernie, did, did, did we have any stories on Dr. Erhan cruising the streets in Bernie? Uh, that close to your hometown? You know, it, it, was, uh, it was not that close to my hometown. I actually, though, my sister-in-law is from Bernie. Um, my brother met, met her, and, and they got married and got two wonderful kids. But, and we like to give her a hard way to go. But I was at Bloomfield, which was in the conference with Bernie for, for uh, nine years. And so, uh, rivalry there a little bit. Uh, they beat the snot out of us, so it wasn't too big a rivalry because they were pretty good. But they've got a good tradition there. Uh, they probably would have had some opportunities to win some titles back in the early 90s, although there was a team uh, out of uh, southeast Missouri by the name of Portageville that 
was pretty salty and won four state titles in a row. So <laughs> that one made it pretty hard for him. But it's uh, they the one of the young well the young man who's coaching them actually played back in the early nineties and and uh, you know Jason will will have them ready. They'll play hard. They'll play fundamental. They will go up and down, mm-hmm. and they will jack up some threes. So it'll it, it they're fun to watch. Um, Putnam County. Uh, haven't got to see them play, but I know that uh, former superintendent there is Darrell Davis, and uh, Darrell is a friend and a former Mission board member. That's pretty pumped that his team finally getting to come down to the final site and play play boys basketball. So it's it'll be good. It's going to be a good weekend for some good basketball. And we just encourage people to come out and watch, just as they support the, the TOC whenever it's going on here. These kids work as hard. They may not be. Division one athletes, but they will play basketball the right way. They will play hard, and the games will be fun. So, oh, it'll be it'll be very energetic. Um, I think it's just an electric atmosphere when you see the towns and they come out to to support their teams. All right, let's look at Class Three girls. Uh, we have West County making their first trip. We have South Shelby. They're going to be taking on South Shelby, um, and then on the other side, um, in case you haven't heard of this team, Strafford Lady Indians. Yeah, five straight state championships five straight starting 2016 17 18 19 and 20 um they are shockingly back in the final four and el dorado springs taking on a very strong el dorado springs who has um in my my opinion been playing some of their best basketball and peaking when they should peak so that's going to be one of the best contests i think this weekend is his strafford and el dorado springs matchup yeah that uh that actually you know those those two uh games start the tournament off tomorrow uh noon with west county and south shelby and then followed up at stratford at two o'clock and um each of those games have uh people i know south shelby was a rival high school for me as i was from <laughs> macon and uh, my wife is from south shelby so uh there was some uh my wife was pretty excited they made they made that and then uh, stratford their head coach is a as a guy that was at central methodist when i was there playing basketball dustin larson so i've known dustin for many years he used to be at springfield catholic and so uh you know I know that all four of those teams talking to their coaches are hungry. They're they are they're ready and and can't wait to get there and start this tournament off. And I think it'll not a better way to start it off. Absolutely, for sure. Okay, well we're we're going to take our next break and we'll come back. We'll recap class three boys, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about some of the logistics. So, you know, how do you get tickets? We're gonna talk about what if you can't come? How are you gonna watch? Well, guess what? We have a way for you to watch. And we're gonna talk a little bit uh, a little bit more about the tournament and some fun facts about it. So we'll take our next break, but I want to thank Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy is owned by dairy farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. From scientific studies and professional dietitians, the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate, and they're a proud sponsor of A Coach's Perspective. We also want to thank Drs. Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back here on A Coach's Perspective. I'm Jenny Hopkins, and this segment is sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. They know cars, they know trucks, they know SUVs, and they know how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I have been one of them for over 25 years. You've got to give Kelly Grant and Shane Rainey a call, and they're going to take care of you. 
Give them a call at 417-326-7671. They will do a coast-to-coast search and find exactly what you are looking for. We also appreciate West Logging for sponsoring this segment. Go to westlogging.com or find Danny West on Facebook. He's going to treat your land like his own. And we appreciate Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance as well sponsoring this segment. All right, so we've we've we still have class three boys to cover. I have Kerwin Erhan here and Doug Fessler, and we're talking about the Show Me Showdowns that are coming up this weekend and next, class one, two, and three. And so class three boys is where we left off, and Charleston is coming in, and they're taking on Duchenne. And we have Thayer on the other end, who has been consistently ranked number one in class three, and Lafayette County going in the other division. Yeah, it's uh, really the first game. Um, you have Charleston, who who's been here many times won state titles against probably the cinderella of the tournament you know with duchenne um they're the they're the team that doesn't have the the winning record so to speak but they they play a lot of big schools in st louis so that record is probably deceiving and then the others the other side you got two teams that each have lost one game all year you know so something's got to give it's gonna be great great semis that is going to be a fun one. I, so, you know, you've got a great – when you put something together like this, an event like this, it, it helps when you have such talented teams coming in and coaches. And um, So let's talk a little bit about the event. How can um, how can they get tickets? I know that um, they can purchase online. Are they going to be able to just show up and purchase tickets, or do they yeah. have to purchase them online? Yeah, everything – all tickets are digital. Everything's online. Did that uh, uh, during the, the COVID – COVID times done for the last two years now and, and we've done it all our sectional and quarterfinal games and we do it continue to do it at the state tournament if somebody sh- walks up doesn't have a ticket they can still purchase it right there with the QR code and so um, they are able to to still do it but but if they have a smartphone you can't bring a flip a phone but you know and, and we want we want everybody to be able to attend you know so uh, we'll, we'll try to assist them any way we can but those tickets are on sale now at uh, at you know www.mission.org um and it's easy to find top right corner of the main page big ticket a ticket icon and and go to basketball and you purchase your tickets there it is an easy process and and tell us the you know if they if we have a, a grandparent or an aunt or uncle um that's far away and they can't make it to the tournament how can they watch the tournament there they have the opportunity again to go to the mission website and click on the link there to Misha.tv, or they can actually type into their IP address, uh, TV. And if they're, if they're watching, they get to watch you <laughs> yeah. broadcast some games <laughs> and for us. We have and a stuff. great broadcast exactly. together this weekend. Lots exactly. of talented broadcasters. And so in that situation, the ticket is $15. It's good for the entire weekend. You can watch as many games as you want and stuff. And so if you, buy it and it's and you watch the semifinals and you watch the finals or the third place game you've watched two games for that if you watch more than that you're just money ahead as far as that goes a ticket to get into the contest is nine dollars plus a service fee that they charge for the digital ticket but uh it we think it's reasonable to to be able to sit in the comfort of your home to be able to pull it up and be able to watch it and see every event and you know, we, we used to broadcast them on TV, but we only were able to broadcast the finals in certain classes. This gives you the opportunity to watch any game at the Final Four. Even third-place games. Exactly. And and it's we're just trying to get our kids the opportunity to be out there and, and be seen. And for those who cannot travel uh, with a snow, snowstorm possibly going across the northern part of the state, that may be an issue. 
but we want them to be able to to get on and actually watch and enjoy the games because that for some of these kids it'll be their last time playing basketball. It'll be the last time putting on a basketball uniform, and uh, they they actually once the once the weekend is over, they will have the opportunity to go on and watch the games again, and they can even buy the DVD of it. So it's uh it's a great opportunity for our kids and for our spectators to to be able to get on and watch. And Jenny, one thing I want to mention about the tickets: if they do come, these tickets are good all day. You know, so it's not just per set. We don't have any sessions or games, and so one day ticket all day. Um, and and Friday, if uh, you haven't checked the schedule out, you get you could go to twelve different games if you go back and forth. I mean, we have six in each uh, facility, each you know, all day. So we'll have all day basketball. You go. It'll be. It'll definitely. You'll get your money's worth. That's for sure. If you're a high school basketball fan, you're going to get your money's worth on the either entity so tell us a little bit about um covid regulations i know i watch administrators you know we, we <laughs> shudder when we hear that but tell us a little bit what kind of covid restrictions will we have dr erhan you want to touch it <laughs> um we're back to nine uh 2019 that's what we're back to right so basically there are no restrictions there's no requirements on face coverings there's no there's no every other row there's you know it's we it get it kind of feels like we're back to normal, although we're not. We're not done with this, but we've basically have learned and realized that we have to live it with it and deal with it. And I've got to, you know, I just got to do a shout out to our schools because they have been doing this since August of 2020. They've been making it work, and they've been doing everything they can to provide opportunities for kids, as well as providing quality education for kids. And, uh, you know, it's, it has been a wild two years. Uh, March 11th here in two days will be the Rudy Gobert day. Uh, and I will remember it probably the rest of my life. The fact that we were sitting at black sheep, uh, burgers and, and shakes whenever the TVs came on and they announced that Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID. And within a half an hour, the NBA and the NCAA have both shut down their their seasons and um we were getting ready to play basketball the next day and we got through those three days and we left here i we left the gym on saturday night thinking okay we're going to do the same thing next weekend we never got to do it and uh it's still difficult to think that those kids never got to finish their season and those spring sport athletes never got to play but but the reality of it is hindsight's always twenty twenty. If if sports doesn't teach us anything, it teaches that okay. to us. And so because of that, uh, we're just ecstatic that we're going to be able to have people come in. As many want to come in and watch and enjoy. So yeah. bring your neighbors, yeah. bring your friends, come support your kids in your right. community, and cheer for them to do the very best they can do. And mask optional. Don't you love that yeah. phrase? Yeah. And if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. Yeah. If you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. But I, I think it's just... But but either way, if you have a mask on or you don't have a mask on, just be loud and proud. Make some right. noise for those teams that you're cheering for. Absolutely, <laughs> right. have some fun with them. Of course, keep sportsmanship in mind. Well. <laughs> just make sure you're ha- you're loud and proud, and make some noise for those kids. All right, this is a question that is asked. You know, almost every year, I have this sent in by a listener. Um, how do you select the officials for the Final Four? Because the that is quite an honor for officials to get to that level and to be able. Um, to, to call those games it's a stage for them as well and a reward for their hard work tell us how you select those officials 
Well, we basically put all the officials' names in a hat. We just draw them out. <laughs> no, just kidding. That was my theory. <laughs> kidding, <laughs> kidding. Um, basically, the process for officials working the Final Four is that we look at recommendations from coaches. We look at recommendations from associations, uh, people who are assigning these officials throughout the year to work. We, we talk to our observers who are out watching officials, making sure that they have proper mechanics and make good judgment calls and decisions. And we get input from them. And then we look at, you know, how many years have they been calling and what were their ratings from the previous year? So whenever a coach starts rating an official, it has an impact on what quartile they finish. And so we're looking at the first quartile, the, the top officials by ratings by our coaches to try to make sure we're getting those quality officials. Now, no one's ever going to agree with every call that officials makes, but, but yeah, yeah, (laughs) I know. But the, but the fact is, is that we work really hard to try to make sure that we get the, the best folks that we can there at the final site, because we really don't want controversy. We don't want issues. We want it to run smoothly. The ideal tournament, the perfect tournament would be, the kids would show up, the kids would play. When everybody left, nobody would know who the officials were. Nobody would know who the Misha folks were. But the kids had a blast, and everything was fantastic. That's the ideal tournament. Um, you know, when we start looking at our officials group, they're getting older. They are, But we're grateful for the ones who are sticking with it. We have lost so many through the pandemic that just simply said, we're done. And there's going to come a time in the not-so-near future where schools are going to say, well, we like to play tonight, but we can't because we can't find officials. And that is a challenging thing because we've been so used to just simply, oh, well, I'll schedule a game. I've got the, the facility I'm going to go to, and we'll just contact our association. They'll send somebody there to officiate. They don't have people to send. And they are working their tails off to recruit people, but – We've got to have our schools and we've got to have our, our spectators understand these individuals are giving of their time so that your child can participate. And it's not because they're trying to be mean to your child. Right. They are calling what they see and they see what they call. And so in those situations, they're doing their very best. And at this level, a lot of times, you know, officiating is important, but you want to make sure that you are focusing on your strategic plans and you're focusing on your execution when you're coaching and and working with those athletes. And athletes need to get out there and play. And hopefully, like you said, people won't even know who the officials are um, until way afterwards when we're recognizing them for getting to that level. (laughs) But but that is true. All right. Well, um, thank you for answering that question. Um, You know, Coach Fessler, let me ask you this. You know, you're you're replacing um, Kevin Gardner. Mm-hmm. Don Maurer also um, retired, and then you all have, um, oh, gosh, what's that gentleman's name that took his place? I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, my good friend Marty Marsh. And Marty, you know, Marsh, is, um, he's very well known here in this area, no stranger to these parts, and I know he's excited about his mission and what he is um, already bringing to the table. Uh, but tell me a little bit about your vision and your position. What would you like to do and, and, and what is it that you would like to accomplish and, and how you want to leave your mark with mission? Well, I mean, I took and was excited to come. I always want to be a part of this uh, organization because they give so much back to kids. And that's that's what I was about. It's what I did uh, at the college level. It's what I did at the high school level. And, and uh, I wanted to be in this position because what – greater position to give back to kids than to help be in charge of a sport throughout the state of Missouri. And, uh, 
you know, my, my whole mission is to to try to keep as many kids in the sport of the sports that I'm in charge of or the activities I'm in charge of involved, you know, and and give them the opportunities to 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 play the game and to grow because whether it's an individual sport or a team sport, to me it's so important to be involved, you know, and and uh I've told my own daughter, told all my kids, you know, I if you don't want to if you're not athletic, fine. If if you're not uh if you don't feel like your music is talented, fine, you know, but find something you enjoy, enjoy and like. Um, whether that's a club, whether that's a sport or anything, and and, and find your niche and, and be involved. And I, I think that's why I I really wanted to be in this position. As far as basketball goes, Kevin, um, he did this thing for, I think, for 16 years maybe. It's an encyclopedia, yeah, I think. 17. 17. Uh, you know, and, and – um, Maybe in 16. You know, I'm, I'll never forget my interview. Um, I think Dr. Erhan set me up. And said, you know, what do you want to change? If you can change anything about this, and and the answer I gave, I thought was pretty good. And and after he he offered me the job and stuff, he goes, by the way, I didn't like that answer. I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, perfect. I'll wait then. I, I won't change. It. I'm not gonna say what it was, but yeah. uh, I was like, oh, that's, that was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> but you know, really, Kevin did a great job with this final four and and how it's set up. And I've really conti- I just wanted to continue that. And okay. and I think we've uh, got a great setup this weekend. You're only as good as is the team that's around you and the and the teams that come in and and the team that's around me. Um, I, I couldn't ask for better people, and and that's what makes You're it surrounded. Yeah, Stacy Schroeder, Marty Marsh. I mean, you have all, a tremendous all, list of of assistant there, executive directors. There's you know with with those people and the knowledge that they have that's been there, um, it's second to none. And then to put the just the staff, uh, you know, a lot of us know who a lot of people know who we are as executive directors the staff that are underneath us and our assistants, those are one that makes, makes everything work and, and they make our jobs a lot easier. All right. Well, so Dr. Han, let me ask you this. I know what the rewards are for your position um, and what you get to see. What do you think are some of the challenges that the association for, um, for these newbies, let's call them newbies that are getting ready to face as you retire. What do you think are some of the challenges that they're going to have to face? I think the biggest challenge is the continuing of high school sports to be able to be a teaching tool for our kids uh, so that they can use a sport or activity to teach those life lessons, to prepare them for once you get out of school. Because whenever you start looking at some of the club stuff and, and people, oh, well, I can do this and I can do that, and I can travel here and play there, I am not going to disagree with that. The clubs do offer that. They offer the opportunity to travel and to play great competition. But – how many times do you have them take the time to, to get to know the kid as a person, to know the challenges they're dealing with at home and everything else, and give them the basically the security to get out of their comfort zone, which is what we've got to be teaching as high school coaches is that it's okay to fail because guess what? We all fail. But how do we recover from that? How do we make up for that? And when we don't prepare our kids to be able to do that, we are setting them up for some major challenges when they become adults because life is hard. And I think that's the biggest challenge is that we cannot ever lose that reality of what our purpose is. We have to be intentional about preparing kids for life after high school. You know, and I'm going to give a quick example. Doug talked to me a little bit, and I hope he doesn't mind me sharing this, but 
His daughter is a, is a college golfer that's not having a lot of fun doing it. And basically had to come to dad and go, dad, I want to change. Now, Doug handled it perfectly because he was like, whatever you want, we'll make it work. Unfortunately, we have some kids who think that their whole value to their parents is them playing a sport because you want your kids to have success. You want them to experience that. But unfortunately, we got to make sure they understand we love them because they're our child, not because they're a basketball player or a volleyball player. We love you because you're our child. And it's just one of those situations where we just got to make sure we continue to teach those things. And that's the biggest challenge I see for them going forward. Well, it's an extension of the classroom, but it's an extension of life. Yes. It really is. The, the parallels um, and how it aligns with what you're teaching. And I've always said, you know, yes, you can talk about the communication skills and the discipline and the goal setting and all those different things. But the number one thing is coping strategies that's the number one thing you can get from playing sports is being able to get back up after you've been knocked down and guess what it builds character um it is hard to watch your child fail it is so hard it's heart-wrenching you want everything to be peaches and ice cream for them yes however know that sometimes when they fail that makes them stronger and wiser in the future absolutely so i real quick i I was talking about before we got on the air we was talking about the book i was listening to by dave grow and Dave said something that I had never heard before, but it was very, very profound. Profound. Yeah, that's the word. Thanks. So. <laughs> yeah. Very profound in what he said. He said, a parent is only as happy as their child's happiness. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I've never thought about that. But if your child is unhappy, then you're unhappy as a parent. And it's just. It put things in perspective, and that's what we deal with on a but daily the reactions basis. Reactions should be different. That's well, the key. Yeah. That's the key. True. Yes. yes. But that, yeah, go ahead. I it just that's you know, and the reactions you you got to be there to support your kids, and I get it. And all these years, and and you know, watching my daughter play, you know, it's hard to understand what they go through, and and why does everybody get so mad and stuff until it's your own kid out there, right. you know, and, and it's easy to do, but. But you've got to be able to overcome it because you're the bigger person. Yeah. You know, they're looking up to you Step and all back. these other people Big are looking up to you. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's life lessons every day. Right. And I, I remember watching my kids play basketball as, when, as a basketball coach. And I would go, they played for a different school. When I went to watch them play, if there was a controversial call, it was like every head would turn and, <laughs> and look at me. And it was, you know, I could have inner rage inside, right. but no one would know. I mean, I wanted to keep it, right. keep it cool. And that's hard. I mean, you can validate that for sure. Exactly what you're saying. You know, your emotions align with your child, but how you respond to those emotions is what needs to be the difference. Who's the teacher? Who's the adult? Right. Um, be that role model that helps guide them. Absolutely. Makes sure. a big difference. Yep. Um, we could talk about that. That's a whole show. <laughs> that is a whole show. <laughs> that is yes, a whole is. show for sure. Um, well, Doug Fessler, good luck to you in, you in this new position. I know that you will do very well, and sure. um, and I think that's exciting. And um, best of luck working with Marty Marsh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been been great. Like I said, it, it, another addition to the team, and and um, every one of these people are great, and, and I surely appreciate it. And, and uh, I want to thank you know City of Springfield. They they've welcomed me now into my second championship and looking forward to the weekend. Yeah, it's going to be great. And and just 
for seriousness, we do love Marty Marsh around here. He's pretty <laughs> tremendous. He's pretty great. And Dr. Han, um, even though you are retiring, you will come back on my show. I don't think I'm giving you a choice. <laughs> Jason might not be your agent anymore, but I will find you. <laughs> I understand. You just let me know, Jenny. We'll we play name Jenny. that tune. Jeff. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I appreciate you all being here and best of luck with these weekends. Uh, we're going to move into our post-game talk and our post-game talk is sponsored by Story Construction. Hey, next week, we're going to talk about the mental health of athletes we're going to talk about um what it is like after their playing career is over and finding that identity heather Harmon will be joining us for that all right so we're going to crown some hard-working champions that's what we're going to do these next two weekends sometimes i feel like that people think that that is the only way to be a champion is to hold a trophy up over your head all right but we do feel like sometimes uh we have other ways that you can hold that trophy over so when you're giving yourself a little pregame talk, why be any different and expect anything different from you in your daily lives? No matter what your role is, no matter your task, no matter your contributions, shouldn't it be your best effort? Shouldn't you strive to be the best spirit and the best passion and, and be driven to do well and pull others around you to meet their potential to be their best? That's what a real champion is. Put that trophy over your head. You work hard. You have strong morals. You have values. You have a great admiration for talent and appreciate the experience of sports and what it does for you in your life. It's no different than in your daily life, as we were just talking about here on this previous segment. Be a human champion and encompass what we've learned from Little League and youth basketball, swimming lessons, and yes, from high school sports. Go to tournaments and enjoy the electric atmosphere and that experience of teams winning trophies and humbling the experience of those that might fall short. But most of all, remember that you have that inner human champion in you, so let it shine. That is how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been The Coach's Perspective.